What do you guys want? Good food, good drink, hot girls, and good times. And you can get all that at Blush Gentlemen's Club and Sports Bar downtown. Located on 9th Street, right in the city, Blush has the hottest dancers in Pittsburgh and lots of weekly featured entertainers. Multiple stages, multiple levels, plenty of space, and a classy atmosphere. And on the third floor, a sports bar with games, great food, plenty of beers on tap, and the best-looking bartenders you'll find in Pittsburgh. And yes, as many TVs as you'll need to keep up on all your favorite sports action. All that at Blush, 9th Street, downtown. This week, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, buxom brunette adult film superstar, Romy Rain. It is DK Sports Radio. As always, once a week, we get Jeff Erickson on the line to talk about fantasy sports. He's joining us a little early this week as we go dark for a couple days, at least the morning show does, as I take my break after filling in for everybody else on the radio side doing their stuff and, of course, keeping up everything we're doing at DK Sports Radio. Look forward to our expansion. That's kind of what the vacation is all about, actually, work and break as we expand our programming once football season hits. Jeff Erickson, by the way, brought to us by Blush Gentlemen's Club and Sports Bar, 9th Street downtown. Fulfill your fantasy at Blush. You can check out all of Jeff's work at Rotowire. Check him out there daily and see what's posted. He's in Vegas right now. Jeff, good to talk to you. How are you? I'm doing well, Tim. Uh, we are here in Vegas for our annual uh, company conference that we do during the All-Star Breakdown. As a fantasy news company, this is like the slowest news days of the year for us, so it's a good time for us to get away and enjoy a couple days. You know what? I was exactly going to ask you about that. I was going to lead off with that. Do you find fantasy managers taking advantage of the break off, the time off, particularly in your industry? Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, there are some leagues where we'll have our, our free agents be moved from Sunday to Thursday, even um, as part of the, uh, you know, enjoying the days off. But a good day to kind of reassess your roster and get, get a chance to see like what trades do I need to make, you know, make this big push, or do I start thinking about football? Um, and that, that happens too. Uh, and to that end, we actually did a couple football drafts here while we're in Vegas also. Yeah, you mentioned you're already doing some, and what, you ramped that up a little bit while you were in Vegas. How, how did they go, and what did you notice in terms of trends in your early fantasy drafting? Well, yeah, and I, so every year we do a big auction. It's one of my biggest leagues. Uh, I did that on Sunday, and that one's a unique league because it's a QB flex league, a super flex league, if you will. Uh, plus, we have two tight ends. It's a little bit different. But, um, you know, last year was the year of the receiver. Everyone wanted to load up on wide receivers, and we're paying up for them. And this year it's been more back to quote-unquote normal. I think it's a good year to go back to loading up on receivers because it's not going to cost you as much. Jeff Erickson with us from Rotowire. Check him out there. It's our weekly fantasy hit here on DK Sports Radio. Jeff, just to kind of follow up on the All Star Game theme that we were discussing before, since numbers are so inherently important to fantasy sports, how did you feel walking away from that game last night and seeing just about everything in terms of runs scored with homers and the strikeouts through the roof again? What was it, 23 strikeouts? in the game uh, that just has been indicative of what we've seen all season long in baseball, hasn't it? Yeah, it is kind of feast or famine. You know, you either uh, hit a home run or you strike out. It's like in baseball right now. Home run rates are through the roof uh, this season. Uh, it's, it's interesting to see, though, such a low-scoring game, uh, given the season we have. Like you said, the Ks are there. Guys are throwing harder than ever. Uh, and you think it makes a whole lot of sense, too. All these are great pitchers, and they get to use max effort. 
Um, they're you know they're not going deep in the game, so they don't have to pace themselves. So you're going to see their very best, and because of that, you know, throwing a little a little bit harder, and a lot of guys are striking out. I'm curious, Jeff, as to what you're finding fantasy owners doing as it relates to Starling Marte, since he's making his return to Pittsburgh coming up. Do you think a lot of people will pick him up? Have people held on to him? What's been your vibe there? Oh, yeah, I'm sure most people held on to him, or I mean, if he did get cut in some leagues, he's been picked, already picked up, too. Um, you know, so because he, I expect him to be a difference maker, maybe not the second or third round quality type of guy that, you know, he was getting drafted as, because I think there is some wariness there about, you know, you know, a guy coming back for a suspension, you, you expect some tail off from that because you got to wonder, okay, how long has he been doing it? These are things we don't know. Um, but I would say that uh, in the case of Marte, yeah, you expect him to run a lot. We'll see about the power. When we're talking about the surge in homers and the strikeout rate and how that's been balanced by the ball leaving the yard, Rob Manfred said today, I don't know if you saw this story, that he's looking more at the bats than the balls, and that's been met with some dubious reaction from those in the media. And I don't know why that is, but it it just seems to me, Jeff, that if people are suspicious of the equipment, it's okay somehow to suggest that the bats are loaded, but the balls, if you screw with them, you're doing something inherently wrong. How how do you feel about that? I know, right? Yeah, um... It was interesting. I think it's logical to check every possible avenue. I and the thing is, if the ball is more lively, it's not necessarily a nefarious thing. Um, it might be that the materials are a little, you know, are affected somehow environmentally. It could be. It could be that unintentionally juice balls, for that matter. Um, I, I still think that there is something to the theory of the ball. I mean, we've been. Uh, there was a report on the Ringer about a month ago. Uh, ben Lindbergh wrote a really good article. And the, you know, the logical conclusion of that article was that the ball is more lively. Um, I know Major League Baseball has done their own tests, and they haven't uh, had it hasn't been conclusive that the ball's more lively. But there's also what's within a normal range is pretty wide uh, according to the MLB standards. So um, I don't think there's any more you know any more reason why the it could be that the the bat rather than the ball. But it doesn't bother me either way. Jeff, as trade deadline day approaches here at the end of the month, what are you anticipating seeing from a lot of the fantasy managers and maybe yourself too as it ties into what the Cubs are doing? There are so many Cubs players that are better than what they've shown. I mean, my gosh, just one Cub all-star for crying out loud. Do you think a lot of people that own shares of Cub players will be moving them at the deadline or is it just keep your fingers crossed and hope they find it in the second half? I think the latter. Um, I think, uh, although in some cases, maybe you've seen that maybe they're not as good. I mean, the pitching in particular, that it, it, last year it was really the defense and not necessarily the pitching. So I think that's a possible logical conclusion that we're going to see. In the case of John Lackey, he may not have a whole lot left. You know, in the case of Jake Arrieta, he'll probably do better, but I wouldn't expect trade form expecting mm-hmm. an ace. Do you see a lot of movement this year at the deadline? I was kind of talking about this this week, not only here, but also on ESPN Pittsburgh, that the races are kind of strange in the sense that there's a lot of them where they're already decided in a division, and the teams that are doing well are doing so well that I don't know if they'd want to screw around with what they're doing to add a big fish, particularly in the lineup, and I think that could trickled down to the Pirates when it comes to any sort of offers they're getting for Andrew McCutcheon. Um, 
Are you of the same opinion that you might see a a little bit less movement this year because there's, one, so many bad teams, and some of the really good teams are so good that they may not try to tweak their rosters all that much? Uh, I think that's a valid consideration. I do think uh, you'll see more relievers. You know, you can always improve a bullpen. That seems like that's something that's a thing every year. Um, I think that's where, like, the elite teams, you know, can kind of polish off a little bit or maybe add a better starter for the starter. Like, for instance, the Astros, I think that, that that's where their look is for starting pitching. Um, but, yeah, I don't see too many teams materially looking to materially change their actual lineup. If there is a destination for Kutch, I was kind of thinking it might be over in the American League with maybe the Twins or the Indians or perhaps Tampa if they think they can make a push, if not to win that division, maybe to get a wild card. Because, you know, like the Yankees and the Red Sox, they don't need outfielders. And then it gets back to what I was talking about before. Either teams aren't good enough to think about acquiring McCutcheon or they're so good they don't need to bring that on to give up the prospects in exchange. Right. Or in the case like the Twins or Brewers, it's not really their path to go, you know, trade out of their system now because they're building up for the future. Um, Yeah, and I don't think they'd trade them in division to the Brewers. You know what I mean? Like the Twins would make sense, but I – I think you have to cross off anybody who's in the NL Central, and I don't even think Huntington would be willing to do that. I don't even know. I don't know about that. I, I think if that's where you can get your best deal, you do it. I know you don't want to have to trade within your division, but the Brewers are loaded, their farm system. So if they have the best package to offer, I, I don't think you should cut yourself off from that. Jeff, tell us about what's on the site today. I know you said it's kind of a slow news day, if you will, with no games having been played aside from the All-Star game, and there won't be any tonight as well. But what are you guys pumping out over at Rotowire? Well, yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's still some of the, you know, some of the articles aren't necessarily, you know, daily strategy stuff. So we'll still have some of our, our regular features. But also, you know, hey, you know, we're getting ready for, we're gearing up for the football season. We're gearing up for uh, other items. You know, the daily fantasy sports world, the big thing right now, believe it or not, is the WNBA. Um, and that we have content for that, too. Um, I don't personally do it, but I know it's there. Hey, Jeff, thanks a lot for the time. Enjoy Vegas. Bring me back a flurry number 29 Vegas Golden Knights jersey, okay? <laughs> okay. That's... All right, Tim, take care. Enjoy your vacation, and uh, we'll start talking to you soon. All right, that is Jeff Erickson joining us from Rotowire here on DK Sports Radio. He comes to us each and every week, courtesy of Blush Women's Club and Sports Bar, 9th Street downtown. Fulfill your fantasy at Blush.